Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Well, uh, we are continuing in our look at building plans and building uh, the, the kind of home that God wants us to have and the kind of church that God would have us to have as well. And uh, This evening I want you to turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 7. And uh, I don't think we can uh, ever do anything remotely about building without looking at this passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 7. This is at the end of Jesus' uh, teaching of the, the greatest sermon ever preached, uh, the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is uh, basically summing up all of His uh, his teachings in one location, one spot, uh, and there's a great crowd of people that have uh, joined together to listen to Jesus speak. And uh, we come to a the end of, of this sermon in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through uh, 28, I believe, or 27, uh, says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, this is Jesus saying, uh, and doeth them, I will liken him to a wise man which built his house upon a rock. How appropriate for us to when we're thinking about building up our church, building up our homes, and making them the type of place that God would have us to to uh, to have. He says, if you'll follow these, uh, it's like a wise man who built his house upon a rock. And verse twenty-five says, uh, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was. Uh, founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and the, uh, and beat upon the house and it fell and great was it the fall of it. And so uh, what I want you to see first of all uh, in this is that uh, Jesus says uh the whole purpose for this uh parable of the wise man and the foolish man and the house and that house is being built is that uh the whole purpose for this parable is is that uh Jesus says it's, it, it you can't just hear what I'm teaching you you got to do it and i think a lot of people in today's church they like to come and sit in church and they like to hear the sermon they like to hear uh, the the messages from God's word they like to hear the beautiful music and 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 it seems as though we've come to a day and age in which people cannot separate the coming and listening to the coming and hearing people he, uh, listen to uh, sermons uh, I, I uh, there was even a time when I would uh, years ago, uh, I found myself uh, listening to sermons while I was driving or doing other things, and and I found myself just listening to it, not hearing it. I would uh, 
My primary goal was to listen to it, but I wouldn't hear it. I, I thought by just simply listening, I thought my goal was to hear what I was hear, hearing, hear what I was listening to, but I wasn't letting it absorb into my uh, consciousness. Uh, I was too busy. I, I think one of the uh, part of the reason why I started listening to stuff while I was doing things goes back to a time while I was still in college. I, uh, I got a job at a bank uh, while I was still in college and uh, started out during the summer and extended into the, my senior year at, at college. I had, while I was in college, I took uh, the most hours I could possibly take, and it turns out I, I did so well I could probably graduate early if I, if I didn't have but one or two classes I had to have that I couldn't take otherwise. And so I, I was stuck being in, in school for a whole nother year, even though I could probably go ahead and finish. So I, I, and I, really, I had enough credits for probably uh, uh, one and a half degrees. I, I had plenty of credits when I finished uh, school. Uh, but uh, uh, so I had, so since I had to take these classes, I had especially well, during my last year, I had where I could slack off in my terms and just take 12 hours instead of taking the normal 18 that I took in college. And uh, uh, so I, it was almost like I had a bunch of free time. So I, I kept my job from the summer and drove back to Charlotte from college, which is about an hour and some odd uh, drive each morning, worked in the bank and went back to school uh, every day and... and uh, uh, finished uh, my classes and I could probably save my if I'd been smart I would have saved my money and lived at home instead of living on campus but uh, anyway uh, the foolish things we do when we're children but uh, anyway I I, uh, I I worked and I, I was doing a boring job I was just sorting mail it was just uh, when you first start, it's it's challenging because you got to think about what you're doing. And but by the time I got to uh, that point, I once you're on the job for a while, you see the numbers and you know what to do without actually reading the numbers and 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 internalizing it. So uh, to keep from just going crazy, I started listening to stuff and I I started listening to scripture on tape, the Bible on tape. Uh, I felt like, you know, hey, I'm going to be here for six, eight hours a day. Uh, I might as well listen to something and get some gain, uh, gain out of it. So I, uh, my parents had bought a, uh, the New Testament on tape. So I started listening to those tapes while I was, I was working. And uh, I, I, uh, I enjoyed doing that because it allowed me to have something to occupy my mind while I was... I was doing things, and I found that by listening to those tapes, I learned a lot of scripture without even thinking about it. And so, I guess uh, after college and after seminary, I was doing stuff, and I started listening to sermons and other things too while I was doing stuff, kind of like I did in college. And rather than hearing it, I was just listening to it. And a lot of times, when we come to church or when we come in, we just 
listen to the stories and the, the real message goes over our head or it just doesn't penetrate in. Jesus says you got to... Uh, he knew the people that were there, and he probably knew each heart that was there, and and knew what they were thinking as he as they were listening to him. And and undoubtedly, there were people there that were there just simply to see him do it, perform a miracle. And there were other people that were just coming to see what the big fuss was about. Then there were probably others that were trying to catch Jesus in something he was saying, uh, trying to find something to to uh, uh, bring charges against him uh, from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And, and there were, then there were people that were generally interested. But out of all of those people, there were probably also people that just were simply there because... And they really weren't hearing what Jesus was saying. And uh, why, that, that's undoubtedly why Jesus was saying uh, in... Uh, this in his parable about uh, hearing and doing, because for Jesus to say this parable, he's he's saying it's more than just simply listening. It's more than just simply reading your Bible and listening to a sermon on Sunday and Wednesday. It's about hearing God's Word and allowing it to uh, absorb into your life, to apply it to your life. When's the last time you heard a, a sermon or, or read Scripture and actually changed something about your life? I mean, a lot of us, we tend to think, well, I'm a pretty good person. I don't need to, to really change a lot. We, we go to church and we read the Bible. We study God's Word at home in our daily life. And we think, you know, well, I'm doing this to get closer to God. But a lot of times we don't really consider praying before we start, God, teach me something today that I can change, that I need to change in my life. And that's what Jesus is saying to these people. They're hearing His voice as they are uh, listening to Him preach. He, He says, it's more than just hearing what I have to say. You have to do what I say. You know, there's a lot of preachers that say, uh, 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 do as I say, not do as I do. Jesus saying, do as I say and do as I do, because uh, Jesus lived it. And he's saying, uh, for the person that hears what I'm having to say and actually applies these things to your life, you're like a wise man who, when he goes to build a house, he he gets a sure foundation. All of us want to have a sure foundation in our home, in our life. We've been through some storms lately uh, that have been unlike storms that we see on a regular basis. And and some of you have seen even worse storms. But if you lived in a house that didn't have a good, sure foundation, you certainly wouldn't have come through those storms as good as we did. Without a sure foundation, your house would sink into the sand or or blow away or or just simply uh, uh, melt away in the in the uh, with the ferocity of the storm Jesus said uh, if you do the things that I say you'll be like a wise man if you don't do the things that I say you'll be like the foolish man I want you to notice something about what Jesus says uh, first all of us are building a home he says we're all building the foundation in our, our life 
in, in the things that we do. We like to tend to think that our life is built upon all the other things that we do. We think about the career that we have. We think about the, uh, uh, the, the home that we have with our family. We think about the, the, uh, uh, the things we're able to accomplish with our, our savings, our, our investments, our, our foundation of life. And as we get to an older age, we think about the, the retirement that we've built up and the, the security that we have and all of that. But we never really think about the foundation that we have in Christ Jesus. Jesus says this is the most important foundation that you have in your life. All the other things in your life, they're just wind dressings. But what you do with your relationship to Jesus Christ, that's the true foundation of your life. Think about it. All the other things in your life, let's just say that, that everything in your life that you think is important. Uh, think about some of those things. What are some of those things? Finances, health, family relationships. Uh, what else? Um, securities in terms of a house and all all those things we think are important. Now let's think of uh, about. Uh, the life of Job and, and what happened to him. He had all those things taken away. He had his family ripped from his life. His children were, were killed. The only, the only one that stuck around was the one that was worse for him, his wife. You remember that? Yeah, that wife, she, she sat there and nagged him when he was at his lowest point rather than building it up. Anyway, all of his children were taken away. All of his investments, his, his financial holdings, his flocks, his sheep, his herds, his fields, all of that were destroyed or taken away. His servants, all of the securities, all the things that he thought that he had that made a difference. All of his servants were investments in, in who he was, but also it was how he made a living. Okay? All of that was ripped away from him. Then his health was attacked. He wasn't killed. His health wasn't so bad that it it killed him, but it made him want to die. The one thing that he had left was his relationship to God. That's the one thing in our life that makes the difference. The one thing that you can't live without It's your relationship to God. You can live without a good home. You can be somebody that's homeless or lives in a shelter or or lives out underneath a bridge or or in a lean-to in the woods. You can live without a home. It's nice to have a good shelter. But you don't have to have... You can live without a family. It, it's, it, could be, it would be devastating to lose all of your family. But guess what? If you don't have a family, you, you still uh, have a life. It can be devastating. It can be hurtful. It can be uh, uh, tragic to lose your family. But you can still live without your family. You can live without a job. You can live without finances. You can... Uh, there's... In our world, in our society, there's enough welfare and enough uh, uh, charity that you can get by with people giving you the things that you need. But you can't live without a relationship to God. Now, there's a lot of people that try. 
that they have a relationship with God whether they realize it or not. Now, it might not be an uh, amicable relationship. It might be an adversarial relationship, but they still have a relationship with God. Even if they deny God's existence, they still have a relationship with God. It's not what God wants it to be, but they still have a relationship with Him even if they deny who He is and that He even exists. They still have a relationship with Him. You and I as Christians, we're to have the best relationship with Jesus, with God. So it begs the question, why don't we listen to what Jesus tells us in our life? Why is it that we avoid hearing the Holy Spirit in our life? Why is it that we think that everything else is so important and our relationship to, to God is something that's we take it for granted, really? You pick yourself up out of this world and you put yourself into the culture and the lifestyle of someone, say, in another country, say a country that uh, outlaws Christianity, and you'll realize how precious your relationship to God is. Because there your life would be threatened to have a relationship with God. At least a relationship with God in the form and the manner that you're accustomed to here. So Jesus says, uh, first and foremost, we're all building a house. We're all building a life with God. The question is, how will we build that home? He says, a wise man builds his home on a foundation. What's the foundation? The foundation is the teachings of Jesus. The foundation that Jesus is talking about, the solid rock. The difference between those who do what Jesus say says and those who don't do what Jesus says is the fact that they have a solid foundation and relationship with Jesus Christ. And that is the solid rock. That's the rock that Jesus says, you're so wise to put, build your house upon. We try and live our daily life with us in control. Now, there's a lot of churches that tend, tend to try and, and operate rather than have God in control. They would rather have the board of deacons in control or the pastor in control. But that's a, a house built on sand because we're all fallible, we're all human, we're all... Uh, mistaken in the things that we decide from time to time. And as a result, if we tend to try and live our life on our decisions, on our wisdom, on our understanding, we'll be the fool building his house upon sand. Jesus says that we need to build our house upon the solid rock of doing what He commands. So what does Jesus command? He tells us to have, uh, well, the things that Jesus makes so uh, uh, vital to our life, uh, they begin with the Beatitudes and our attitude towards God and our attitude towards Him and, and the rest of the world as a relationship to our relationship to Him. Then He goes into talking about how we need to be uh, wise about our sin in our life and about who we are. And, and Jesus discusses the fact that it's more than just simply following the rules that were set out by God through Moses. It's more than that. It, it's, it's understanding that God's standard is so much higher and that we can't do it on our own. And He 
builds this platform of understanding that we have to trust and depend upon our relationship to Jesus Christ. And and on and on and on it goes about our relationship uh, with Jesus Christ and our relationship with each other based upon that relationship to God. And so he comes to the very end and he says, are you going to listen to what I have to say or are you just simply going to... Let's put it in today's terms, as I often like to do. Are you going to listen to what God says or are you going to just simply go home, close your Bible, go home and say, well, that was a good sermon and not think another thing about it? Oh, I've been guilty of that myself. Well, that was a good one, preacher. You let them have it. Close my Bible. Go home. I've even prayed, God help me to change my life. And then I've gone home and not meant a word of it. Simply because I got busy in the things of the world. And we all do. We get busy in in life. We get busy and... I mean, sometimes the greatest challenge in my family is is where we're going, what we're going to eat for supper and where we're going to eat it. Are we going to eat it at home or are we going to go somewhere else? My, it's amazing how children think that you just got... It doesn't cost anything to eat out, doesn't it? It costs a fraction to fix the same thing they want to eat out at home. And probably tastes a whole lot better, a whole lot better. But they want to go and eat at wherever rather than at home. But you know, the most important thing is, is whether or not we're going to follow what Jesus is trying to tell us, what the Holy Spirit is. Uh, you know, I come across Christian after Christian after Christian that just simply says, you know, I want to follow what Jesus, what God is tra- trying to tell me, but I just don't hear Him speak in my life. Well, that's because we're not listening. We don't listen. We read the Bible for the mere sake of being able to say, Hey, I read the Bible. I read my devotion today. Oh, that's good for you. Now, are you going to listen to what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you through the Bible or through that devotion? Or are you going to just simply put another check mark on the calendar? Hey, I did it today. That's a lot of us. We tend to to get wrapped up and 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 it's the same thing the the Israelites did. We're not any better than they are. We get wrapped up in the routine of doing church without actually ever getting close to God. That's exactly what Jesus fault Jesus had with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You're so busy trying to follow the Ten Commandments that you're failing to understand what they're there for. And you're getting so wrapped up in doing church that you fail to realize that you're cutting out God. We do, we are so wrapped up in whether or not we've got the air conditioner or the heat on and if we're comfortable in the church, if the padding on the pews is worn out or if the carpet needs cleaning or, or replacing or whether the music was good or bad or whether the uh, this or that or whatever it might be. That sun keeps shining through the glass and it's just blaring in my eye every, every Sunday night that we fail We allow all those things to distract us from the message that Jesus wants us 
to have for our life. All those things are so secondary. We could have church out underneath the tree. Maybe we ought to try that sometime. But I'd be afraid that we'd have too many distractions. We have so many distractions in here that outside we'd have even more. And of course we tried that with the sunrise service. And, and how many of us came? Well, uh, all, of, all of us here came. <laughs> That's the wrong comment for this crowd. Y'all are the ones that came. <laughs> That's a comment for another time. But uh, anyway, we get so distracted by the sun rising through the trees or, or by whether or not it's cold or hot or whether or not we had music, good enough music for the hymns that we sang that, that we get so wrapped up in all these little itty-bitty things that we fail to allow God to speak. You remember Elijah when he was so down in the dumps? He went and he, he buried himself in a cave, running away from God, really, rather than Jezebel. He told himself he was running from her, but he was running from God. And he was sitting there saying, Look at me, I'm the only one left. I'm the, all the other people are there. They all got killed. I'm the only one here. I'm the only one left. And God came to him to speak to him. He wasn't in the big storm, the thunder. He wasn't in the earthquake. He was in, what, the still small voice. And so often we don't sit still long enough to hear the still small voice. A lot of times we rattle around even in our brains to the point where we don't hear what God is trying to say to us. Jesus says we're all building a house it's whether or not we'll listen to Him, whether or not we'll be on the rock or on sinking sand. Next, He says, the storms come. You notice, regardless of being a wise man or a foolish man, the storms come. And the winds beat against the house. And the, and the rains fall and the floods and Luke, it says, the floods, the rivers rose and the floods uh, invaded the house. But it was only the wise man who built his house on the rock that survived. We need to realize that regardless of what we do, the storms are coming. Building your house on the rock doesn't prevent the storms from coming. The storms will come. Life does happen. It's a matter of whether, what kind of condition we'll be in when they do come. Are we going to live our life being beat and battered by every circumstance and everything that happens? Or are we going to allow God to build us up strong so that no matter what comes our way, no matter what challenges we might face, we'll be able to stand strong. The difference is whether we'll stand strong or whether we'll crumble under the circumstances. The storms are the same. The challenges are the same. The, the difficulties are the same. It's how we stand. God wants us to stand firm and stand strong upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, upon the foundation of His Word, on the foundation of our sure relationship to Him. The storms, you could just simply transfer the word life. Life happens. Life will happen to all of us. 
it's how we wind up at the end of life. The older I get, the more I tend to think about how am I going to finish the race? We're all in a race. The finish line is when we get called home to be with Jesus. So how do we finish the race? Do we finish strong or do we finish weak? Jesus says, whether or not you live your life according to my way, my rules, my teachings, is whether you'll finish strong. He says the, the foolish man is the one who thinks he can live his life without Jesus, without following the rules, the guidelines, the framing values, the blueprints of life that Jesus gives, whatever you want to call them, they're all important for us to follow. I know that in the heat of the storm, I saw these huge trees outside my home. Maybe you saw them at your home during that, that hurricane that came through. They were just a flapping around. I was, I was surprised the, the limbs didn't break off more than they did. These huge trees that were solid as... I couldn't get out there and push it over. But the wind was just a, making them flap around all over and bend all over. And the winds buffeted against my house, but I was secure in my home because I was my my house is built on a sure foundation, and that's what Jesus wants for you and me. He wants our life to be built on the sure foundation of His Word, His teachings, His instructions for our life. How are you living your life? How is your life built? Are you built on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ? Are you going to do the things that God... It's more than just... You know, I can get ready... I can be like my neighbor and go out to build something in my backyard. Build a tree house or a, a bird house or whatever. And I can go out there and I can start to say, You know, I can do this on my own. I can start... I can surely build a box. And well, if I start with a box, I can build onto that box and make walls and, and start you know, putting, putting planks across the walls and make a roof and all that kind of thing. I can do all those things and build something. But it wouldn't stand nearly as well as if I got blueprints and I built a good foundation and I followed those blueprints to the T. I wouldn't have a wall that's sitting crooked. And I wouldn't have doors that are too small to get through. wouldn't have windows that are, are, won't open because they're not in line. And I certainly wouldn't have a house that would fold if a strong wind came along. But if I tried to do it on my own, I guarantee you all those things would happen and worse. God wants us to have a sure foundation in our life. Listen to the words of Jesus. Study His Word. Allow it to affect your life. Do more than just study. Do more than just simply be a student. Be a disciple. Be a follower of Christ. Follow His instruction. Allow Him to build your house. Let's pray. 
Dear Gracious Father, Lord, we thank You so much for Your Holy Word and for the way in which You teach us. Lord, we just pray that You'll help us to be able to do the things You call us to do rather than simply just hearing it. Lord, help us to apply Your message. Lord, may Your Word and Your message, Your voice in our life change us and transform us into being the people You'd have us to be, being the church that You want us to be. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.